If you know you should be using Instagram to market your business, brand, or side hustle, but you're feeling overwhelmed and confused, this is the podcast for you. I'm Johanna, your girl for all things Instagram, but here on the podcast, we talk about not just the gram, but all things social media, influencer marketing, digital marketing, and anything else you could wish for. I love carrying on the conversation after the episode, so be sure to find me on Instagram at J-O-H-H-H-A-N-N-A. Send me a DM or tag me in your stories. Any and all feedback is appreciated. Let's dive into today's episode. What influencers need to know in 2020. So influencer marketing feels like an industry that's evolving faster than we can even keep up with since every algorithm change on each different social channel can affect how influencer marketing works. It's vital as an influencer to stay fluid, be able to evolve, and most importantly, stay true to your brand. After working with full-time influencers for the past four years, I've learned a thing or two about marketing this way. I'm obsessed with it and I see major opportunity for both influencers and brands going into 2020. It's predicted that $8 billion will be poured into influencer marketing this year. So get on board, baby. Today, I want to talk about what I think influencers need to keep in mind for 2020 in order to succeed and thrive. Number one, more or all creator accounts will have access to selling stickers. So you're probably familiar with the Instagram checkout feature, which allows you to buy directly within the app. Maybe you've seen select influencers also have access to this feature and have their posts tappable. And when you tap on it, you can actually see the price tag for the product. So chances are in 2020 more, if not all influencers will have access to this feature. Using the Instagram checkout feature will likely require, however, an official partnership with a brand. So you're tying your page to theirs and that will give you the access you need to allow having those price tag stickers. So you probably won't be able to just use like a like it to know it link, for example, and create your own price tag, but that would be super cool and maybe something we'll see in the future. There are huge conversion opportunities with this checkout feature being implemented for brands and that will allow you as an influencer to create really in-depth case studies which you can then use and take to the next brand that you're pitching. And when you can prove that you can sell, then your value to a brand will honestly skyrocket and that means more brand deals for you. Prediction number two, macro influencers won't fall or fail, but marketing budgets will be distributed more equally between macro, micro, and nano influencers. So there's been some doom and gloom talk about macro influencers, those honestly with like a million followers getting cut off from the big daddy marketing budgets, but I honestly don't think it's going to be the case. And the reason that people say this is that those with a million followers have become such celebrities that their opinions are kind of no longer trusted. They begin to kind of look like a walking ad if they're not careful, and there's so much disconnect between them and their audience. They aren't forming relationships with followers and it's likely just due to the capacity of um, DMs that they're getting and comments that they're getting. So the no like and trust factor that we know is so important for actually selling just isn't there. That being said, 1 million followers is 1 million followers and if the price is right, it's still going to get massive brand exposure for a company. In my opinion, the big brands should play with the big influencers. So if it's going to cost a small business $5,000 to get in front of an audience with one Instagram post, it's probably not worth it. That exposure is going to be drowned out within a few days as the post works its way down their feed and with a huge audience like that, it's unlikely that their audience and your target audience or the target audience of a business are actually a match. But for brands like Postmates or McDonald's or L'Oreal, then it's still probably worth it since these brands can be bought internationally and they are really well known and they likely have the marketing budget for it. So what does this mean for micro influencers? 
My third prediction is that there is way more opportunity for the micro influencer this year. And when I say micro, I'm kind of talking between 10K and 50K audiences or 10K and 100K. And this is where we tend to see higher engagement rate. So if you fall into this category, then your engagement rate is your biggest selling feature these higher engagement rates are basically representative of the unique friend-like connection that you likely have with your audience, which also makes you a very trusted source to buy from. Ding, 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 exactly what brands are looking for. So if you are in the micro-influencer category and you aren't already making a part-time income off your audience, I truly believe you're leaving money on the table and there is opportunity for you to monetize bigger in 2020. If you're sick of grinding it out and spending hours on content with little to no return and stressing out if you're actually doing the right thing as your income is fluctuating month after month, I totally get it. I've heard it a million times. But if you're serious about your personal brand and monetizing it, then I have the tools for you. Um, check out my Monetize Your Influence course that I made with Claire Gens. It's at johhhanna.com slash myi if you are ready to take things to the next level. Prediction number four is that those with audiences between 100K and 500K need to be very careful in staying relatable and diversifying. So what if you're in between? You're over 100,000 or being an influencer is your full-time gig already, but you haven't broke that half a million number. Two words, two keywords, relatable and diversification. So as far as relatability as an influencer goes, what I mean by this is that if you aren't relatable, then you are going to start to disconnect from your audience and take on that celebrity status and their trust is everything for your business. So how can you stay grounded while your bank account and audience keep growing? Good for you, by the way, you're killing it, but staying in communication with your audience is really important. Who are the OG followers who comment on almost all of your posts? Can you list 10 handles of people who constantly engage with you? Keeping communication is really imperative and communicating just by answering DMs and comments also increases engagement rate. And we know your engagement rate is what is going to help you land those massive brand deals. The second important thing for those of you with over 100,000 in your audience or who are already full-time influencers is to no longer have all of your eggs in the Instagram basket. Brands are likely going to choose the influencer who has a blog over the one who just has an Instagram almost every time if all other things are equal. Because basically, an Instagram story expires in 24 hours, as we know, a post dies down the feed within maybe 48, but blogs provide a brand with backlinks, which can be searched and researched for over and over, and blogs stay relevant longer. So if you don't have a blog, I think they are still incredibly valuable in 2020. If you wanna talk more about that with me, just book a free 15-minute strategy call through the link in my Instagram bio, and we'll talk all about it. If you've already got the blog thing down, the next step is to have an email list. Um, I'd argue for the sake of your business as a personal brand that the email list should actually come before a blog business-wise, but brands would likely prefer the blog. So either way, get one of these systems in place, diversify off Instagram. Um, maybe, you know, you could be jumping over to Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is, but keep in mind that you don't own your social media channels. You do own your website, you do own your blog, and you do own your mailing list. So get these systems in place if you're taking your business seriously. Prediction number five is that feed posts are going to stay very important in 2020. The disappearance of likes or Instagram taking away likes has basically been an attempt from Instagram to boost on feed posts. So boost the amount of times that people are posting on their feed. If users are, in theory, less worried about the performance of a post because no one can see how many likes it's getting, then they're more likely, in theory, to post more on Instagram. And if that is the trend that Instagram is seeing with their beta testing, then they will likely hide likes forever. 
But I get it. We want to save our best content for the feed. Not to mention, lots of influencers are seeing super engagement with stories. Plus, stories are way easier to create. Instagram posts take more work, let's be honest. But when and if Instagram becomes more friendly as a search engine, so someday if Instagram is more searchable versus just searching hashtags and you could actually search words within captions, then all that work that you've poured into typing value-giving caption, value captions or micro-blog style captions is going to come in handy. If all your captions are searchable, then those looking for your content are actually going to be able to find it through more than just hashtags. And wouldn't that be a treat? So later.com predicts that there is a skew actually towards less curated content on the grid this year. So less professional, less curated, you know what I mean? But I think that's actually just more what the younger generation wants to see. So we're hearing this rave um, about TikTok, which 100% is real. The non-curated um, unfiltered content is entertaining, but you have to keep in mind that you know your target audience best and you still need to stick to what they like. Plus, it's still gonna be the look of your feed and your, your overall grid that's going to convert new profile visits into followers a lot of the time. So don't go and just throw your aesthetic out the window just because um, little kids are getting fired up about no filters on TikTok. And my last prediction for influencer marketing in 2020 is that long-term contracts are the norm. So in the past, we saw a lot of things like blast campaigns, which would be where, let's say, 10 big influencers are all posting about the same thing on the same day. Or we see a lot of one-off deals where an, an influencer is only required to post once about the product. But the huge issue here is that one-time exposure isn't very likely to translate into sales. Plus, it can seem super random to an audience to see an influencer post once about a product and then they never hear about it again. What we know from marketing is that it takes about seven exposures to a product before someone invests in buying it. So if a brand approaches you this year for a one-off campaign, I would highly recommend negotiating a long-term contract with them. Plus, having um, five, six month contracts versus balancing 10 different brands every month and bouncing between similar brands in your industry month after month, it will be better for your audience and better for the brand's ROI, which stands for return on investment. So remember, a brand partnership is you, you are a business, and the brand as a business, it's two businesses working together for mutual benefits. That being said, it's okay for you to ask and recommend during the negotiation period. Brands are new to influencer marketing too, so if you can educate them on the benefits of long-term contracts, it will likely be a big or uh, will likely be a win-win. You're going to have um, a bigger contract, and they are going to get a better return on their investment. So quickly to summarize the six predictions for 2020, I predict that more or all content creators will have access to the Instagram checkout feature and that between brand partnerships, you'll be able to sell stuff directly through your posts, which will be incredible for brand conversion and ROI. Second, macro influencers are still going to have plenty of opportunity, but there is a ton of opportunity for micro and nano influencers as well. Prediction number three was that those who are already full-time influencers or have an audience of over 100K need to make sure they are staying relatable and diversify, maybe through something like a blog or a newsletter. Next is that Instagram wants you to continue posting on your feed, so don't write it off just because people are spending a lot of time on stories. And lastly, long-term contracts are the norm in 2020, so educate the brands you work with, negotiate with them, and get some of those long-term contracts. 2020 is going to be another huge year for influencer marketing. I'm looking forward to watching it play out and working with a ton more influencers along the way and getting to know a lot more of you guys and your personal brand. 
Once again, I'm happy to carry on the conversation about this episode and all things digital marketing over on Instagram. I'd love for you to send me a DM so I know who's listening out here on the worldwide interwebs. For real, it honestly makes my day to hear from you. I'm at J-O-H-H-H-A-N-N-A. Chat soon. Bye.